Hello and welcome to another episode of Hello Government the Podcast. I'm Bob Dylan. With me, as always, is Tom. Hello. Um, bit bit of a hectic episode. I apologize for that, but um, Tom is busy this week, and we're we're shooting like this is like straight up shoot interview, not giving a fuck type thing, and um, you know. But we should have Doctor Who to do for us. Yeah. <laughs> um. Just just a heads up, this is probably going to be the longest conversation we've had about Doctor Who, because this is the first time we've ever disagreed on an episode, and, um... Yeah. (laughs) Well, you first. Right, I thought it was a very very good episode for multiple reasons. I liked it because it really explored the Doctor's narrative as a character, where it basically explores his deaths, his needs and his wants, and also they the explore this Doctor more general. Basically, he, they're showing that side is more stubborn. He's not willing to listen. Basically, he does have this darker side that he basically he wants to prove that he's constantly right. And sure enough, it does turn out towards the end that it was something from his childhood that turns out to be this like mystical thing with um, with him something that scared him from from when he was a child and it all was about evolution in this as well when you saw the whole evolution change or basically um, creatures are the best predators they are the best um, they are the best adapters and then one of them is is there such thing as the best hiders ever and the doctor will go to such a length to try to find this out just to prove that he's just to prove he's right, go to the end of the universe. And I've, I think there's some really good, solid performances here. But I can understand why people hate this episode. I can perf- perfectly, personally understand why people hate this Cause, episode. Because here's the problem. It's the typical Moffat formula. Yeah. Lots of great fucking build-up. And what's the fucking thing at the end? Another shitty retcon. Because, you know... We need more of those. This this is the thing with Moffat, which I've I've talked about this already, um, is that the problem is, like you say, he loves retcons, and he always had this thing, if it hasn't been done in the Doctor Who universe, he likes to be the guy and say, oh, that's my stamp of approval, I have made this official now, sort of mark. You know... You know what I mean? Like, he wants yeah, to be the, the, the it guy. Yeah, I, I know, I know, because he's like, oh, you know, well, we never really saw um, the eighth Doctor regenerate to the ninth Doctor, so, you know, we can add this new Doctor who was never mentioned ever before, but he's canon now, so fuck you. Yeah, the what I mean. It's just like, he likes doing this. He likes, like, re-altering the, time, the, the timelines of the Doctor. He loves recreating to everything to his vision of the Doctor, which which a lot of people seem to dislike a lot, because he takes, out of all the writers, he takes the most liberties. I think that's because he takes the most liberty because he is the showrunner, so he's in charge of the whole show, but still at the same time, there's a certain extent with this character, because the character's been around for 50 years, and it's very hard to try to change a lot of stuff that a character being around had such a rich historical backstory to some things. I mean, and and that's kind of the biggest problem with the show, is as as a whole, because once Capaldi's done with his run and he brings in another guy, none of this shit's going to matter. 
Yeah. Like, none of this shit is going to matter in the long run. Because this is the problem I have with it, because um, they touch on a few things with Matt Smith off his left, but again, but it's only the fourth episode, so it's still getting into its own ribbon and stuff like that. But I have the problem overall with the season that I think you will agree with me on this. The same, the same problem that Matt Smith's first season had as well. It feels like all the episodes were written for the previous guy who played the Doctor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is the recurring problem I know seeing with this season. It is one of the nitpicks I had with, with the first season with Matt Smith. And again, I am having a problem again with this, with this again. No, I mean, I just... Yeah, because, like, it's going to... This episode went into a lot of detail with the Doctor, and I'm thinking to myself, he just fucking regenerated. We shouldn't be going into this much detail with, with him, and I, I kind of feel that, I, you know, it just... I, 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 I think it's just not with this Doctor. I think the thing is, basically, again, um, again with Moffat, he is exploring the Doctor's history as a whole, because... Um, when I was watching the episode, I thought the whole episode was going to be about finding out this boogeyman monster sort of thing, you know, the creature under the bed. And then immediately, immediately I knew when it was going to be a Doctor's origin story. The first, when I went, yeah, it's about the Doc. This is about the Doctor's origins. Is the bit when Clara's sitting down on the bed with a little kid, a, a little, a little kid, Danny talking about the toy soldiers and everything like that. And then he says, "Oh, I have this toy soldier, but he has no gun." And he said, "Oh, he said, but he, he's the greatest. So he's the greatest person as, as they all as all of them." He said, "Why? He has no weapon." He went, "Well, you don't need a weapon to be to be a great leader." And I thought, "Yeah, that's she's she just she's talking about the doctor right there." Oh no, yeah, no, honey, you got that wrong. You don't need a weapon. You only need a sonic screwdriver because sonic screwdrivers fix everything. I, I will give this credit much already um, for this this doctor already. He has not, apart from the last episode, he has not used a sonic screwdriver that much. Yeah, which is another reason I fucking hated the Matt Smith incarnation because he would just pull that shit out of his ass and just go, "There you go, <laughs> I cured cancer." Yeah, that's what I mean because like. Um, Again, the, the most times this Doctor's used it, it was in the last episode of um, Robot Sherwood. Um, the other thing I, which I thought was good, that was good to touch upon with this story, is that um, I did like I I did like the whole the whole scene with Danny and the with Clara in in the cafe and everything like that. It felt to me, it felt like they were actually trying with an actual relationship. It did felt real. It felt very because when, when they first mentioned that. Carl's going to get get a boyfriend, or they're going to have some sort of romantic interest for her. I thought, yeah, it's going to be Amy and Rory all over again. But no, they've done something a bit different here, which I do like. And again, I think, I, I, I don't know, I, I keep saying this for every single episode, but Coleman's performance, she's doing so well in this season. She's really good. I mean, she's she's always been good, and everyone's doing a great job. It's just the fucking writing I just don't like. Oh yeah, I, I don't. I don't oh, yeah, like. I don't. I, was it just me? Or did... Yeah. I, I'm. I'm sorry, but I fucking hated. I, I. I fucking hated that scene where he walks in into the orphanage and says, uh, "You know, I'm here to fix the thing," and the guy just buys a story, all of a sudden, and it's like, yeah, a guy you've yeah. never seen before comes in and he's like, "Yeah, I'm here to fix the pipes or whatever." 
or at least better yeah pull out the psych or at least pull out the psychic paper you know he has that yeah what's that psychic paper there never last time i saw that was a good man go to war i've not seen it ever since but um but there's but this is the thing that bothered me about this episode the pacing felt off in some places was this was it with you it did it did because like when i thought when i when 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 clara went back in time to to meet up with danny again i'm like what is that it that can't be it we still got like 30 more minutes to go yeah, and well, it just what, it just and then it got fucking weird. Then it got really weird. Oh, yeah, well, like I did. That's what I mean. It did felt weird that it's like it ended. It went back there. I thought, okay, that's a short episode, but no, um, it does go on. But I did like the fact that it did try to. She did try to go back and did try to rectify some stuff that happened on the pre on our previous first encounter with Danny, and then she let slip about knowing his real name and everything like that and he got very weird about it and he said i don't deal with weird everything like that and then he got even weirder when the doctor turns up again but with a distant relative from um danny uh, danny's line of heritage which got that got very weird so he was wearing the doctor's face suit which was even weirder and yeah, because yeah. that was that was kind of weird, and I had to look that up. I'm like, oh, it was just a reused prop. Because I'm like, why yeah, is he wearing Tennant's uh, spacesuit from Waters of Mars? Yeah. <laughs> well, because David Tennant used that quite quite a bit. Um, no, he he got that suit first time round when um, you know the episode when the two part with the first introduction of the Ood with the Beast Within. Oh yeah, for him. Yeah. That's the that's the first time he ever got that suit, and then Matt Smith wore it a few times. And, and, and for some weird reason, Danny Clark's, um, yeah, Danny's pink death future relative wearing it. Okay, why is he? Okay, fair enough. I'm not going to question it, but, you know, the same. But uh, it just got... St- the, the ending, I thought, was clever in some... Because we're going to have to talk about it. Because oh. the, little, the kid in the barn. Um, yeah, it's the Doctor. A very very young doctor um, at the time of Cavity. Um There was a lot of references to that whole sequence, and, and I mean there was a lot. Some I didn't notice. I was still I was told about about them, and I was like, "Yeah, this is the scene when you either going to like it or you're going to hate it because of Moffat's writing." I fucking hated it. And yeah, I. I liked it to the extent that it it does tie some stuff together with the Doctor and his whole world of him basically going off and want to be this better man sort of thing, you know? With it, 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 it's not technically this is what I saw. What some people thought of it, some some really diehard fans thought of it. They basically thought, oh, what Moffat's done basically made that the reason to. For him to basically go come off to become the doctor, I wouldn't say no. I I would just say the way the scene played out was that the fact that it sort of gave him that thought in his head to for him to basically think there's always something more. 
and never be afraid. I get that. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm just pissed off that he's done it. Yeah. Like Moffat, it just can, can, has written Clara into the timeline. Yeah, uh, it, and it just this is the thing that why this is the thing that annoys me. It sort of reminds me what they well she, she was pretty much written in the whole timeline in the fiftieth, and also with the final episode before the fiftieth, the last season. Um, I'm not too fussed about it. Um, I think the one companion I was annoyed that was written in the timeline, Henry, was the one played by Catherine Tate. Um, you you know with Donna. That's oh, the one. I, I, that, that's the one I had a problem with. I I fucking hate Donna so much. She was yeah, she was wasn't. fucking terrible. Yeah. I I think I you know anyone who says like I'm a Russell T Davis fanboy and I like that run. When they when they got rid of Rose and introduced Donna, that's when the show kind of went down to shitter for me. Yeah, it went a bit pear shaped. Sort of best best way yeah. because the thing is that. Clara's probably my being, being one of my favorite assistants since Billy, since Billy Piper as Rose. Because I, I, mean, I like her so much, but the thing is, like, she doesn't really need to be part of the main timeline. I, it well, just... I, I think in some way you can argue that she is or she isn't. That's the whole point with her. It's just the Doctor never have really encountered her until two three occasions in person i but it's such a weird little thing because he's only ever met her three times before the whole you know before meeting the real version of her and that's like his first encounter which which when he stole one of the tardises um two times with matt smith doctor before meeting her real world counterpart and um I don't know how to feel about about that though. Like, had they had Moffat not done that previous shit and just made the scene alone, I would have liked it. Yeah. Because it would have been, oh shit, that that's kind of clever. And then, and then it's like, if he's a little boy, then how does he age? You know. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, I didn't mind that so much. The whole aging thing, because they have established a child. Um, there were children, Time Lords, and stuff like that. It, it makes some relative sense, but it's just it's just how they've done it. It's very, you know. Again, it's the same problem I have with the War Doctor. It's like so he changes and then he no- normally ages. What? Yeah. Well, the biggest the biggest problem was Matt Smith's Doctor because he lived it so far. He's lived the longest. <laughs> out of all the incarnations, which because really you know Moffat's like you know the, my eleventh Doctor is the best one out of all of them, and blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, and that annoys the hell out of me. Um, and I that's what I mean. This is a very it's a okay in some places. I think this is the problem. It's for for some people, it's a very solid episode. But for some people, if it was just tightened up in places and it was polished in some other places, this would have been a very, very good episode for them. 
Like I just I felt the concept was really good. Like you know, yeah, oh yeah. Here's, like when you're when when you're like alone, but you're not really alone. What if there's like a silent passenger watching you, yeah. like affecting your life, yeah, and you not knowing it? I thought that was brilliant. Like because what I thought was. Okay, what if the Misty character was that person? Yeah, like she was secretly doing this kind of crazy shit to get him, get him on the trail to to her to heaven, you know, or something yeah. like that. I will give this episode credit; it did not reference back to the Promised Land, not once, which I, I felt so I think happy about. I think that's because, like you said, this was clearly a Matt Smith episode. Oh yeah, oh yeah, clearly. Yeah, it's one of those... And this was clearly written before that. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like, this This is what I felt. This episode needed some tweakies in some places. If it did get some tweaking in the right places, and some stuff was rewritten, maybe, in one or two places, I think this would have been such, such a, a, a perfect episode. But it has problems because with Moffat's writing with Moffat's writing style. Also, if, if like, Oswald was the last person alive and he's, he was, like, stranded at the end of the world for eight, eight months, mm. he sure is sane for a guy who's been stuck alone for eight months yeah. now, isn't he? I think he said <laughs> six, uh, six or eight months. I can't remember what's supposed to um, But I, I think it was indicated that he wasn't the last person ever, but it's kind of weird that he was, but he wasn't, you know? That was stupid. His character didn't really, you know, his character was just there to say maybe, you know, Clara and what Pink get married at some yeah. point, And I'm like, I really don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I do like that they kept that ambiguous that they you don't know if she ends up with Danny or not. But um, I did find it weird that it has no indication. It was no reason for whatsoever why. Clara's character would have done this. Why did she kept the whole thing she was on a date with Danny a secret? I don't fucking know. That's the one problem I had within this. One of the big problems I had in this script. It made no sense. Why Why is she keeping it a secret? Is she afraid because the doctor said something he doesn't like soldiers or something? I don't, I don't know. I. It's not... It, I think maybe it was, but it wasn't explained enough. And also, I, I have a problem with her going back in time when she left the restaurant instead of going back in time before she entered. Well, I, I, I don't mind that because I can imagine if she said, oh, can we go back before I go in the restaurant? And that would have mucked up the whole timeline thing again. Yeah. And the doctor would, would, <laughs> would have approved of that because, I mean, what happened last time they did that with Rose and it went all to shit. Uh, God, I forgot about that. With the church episode. Um, but yeah, um, it just went all the shit there. And um, I can understand him. Well, this, him this whole, this entire, this entire continuity, there. this entire continuity has gone to shit, oh, to be quite honest. Oh yeah, Doctor Who continuity gone completely topsy-turvy, timey-wimey ever since Moffat's taken over. But I, overall, I, 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 again, I really like the solid episode, but I can understand why people hate this episode for multiple reasons. Also, I hated the part where she's like, Doctor, we gotta go, and he's like, that line pissed me off when he says, you'll never go adventuring with me again if you stay. Fuck you. That was a weird line. 
Yeah. But again, it was a line that I thought the doctor saying, "Yeah, you don't mean it." <laughs> God. <laughs> I, I I just again it's it's again this doctor is like, like I said, this version of the doctor is very sneakative, it's very arrogant. He does have his bit of a silly side, but yeah, again, I think that's because a lot of these episodes were written for Matt Smith's um, Doctor way, way beforehand. I think that's the problem. And he is dark in some places. Well, I mean, he's a lot more darker than Matt Smith's Doctor, I'll tell you that right now. Oh, yeah, here's a funny thing. A lot of people in America apparently don't understand his accent. (laughs) For the fact he's Scottish. And I think to myself, okay, here's my argument. There's been a famous Scottish character on television for over 20 years, and I'm just saying that every single American seems to understand him. That's groundskeeper Willie, and he's a, he does a proper Scottish accent. I'm just saying. No, no, not even that. Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, Scotty. Yeah. He was Scottish, and they understood him fine. Yeah, I know. I was with myself. Is this just this generation of people or what? I, I, I have never heard anyone moan about a more Scottish accent before. Oh God! There was like a, not to go off topic here, but I remember going back um, to the IMDb page of Hot Fuzz, yeah. and there was a tread topic on there that says anybody else having a problem understanding the language? <laughs> oh my God! It's the English language. <laughs> you know, they they had like a lot of thick accents, yeah. and well, then the, you know. that's the thing that makes me laugh about when it comes to the Americans, when it comes to the English accent, and the British accent, as I like to call it, it's just the fact that it's either you're too slow to understand the accent, or the fact that you're just too lazy to not bother to, to act, you're not engaged enough in the actual program to actually give a shit. <laughs> so I go in political there, but I'm just saying, I, I just think some people are just lazy when it comes to trying to listen to this stuff, and they basically, they want it in their way or no way. Also, what was out there? Because he had that door locked. Yeah. Uh, the, and I'm kind of wondering, what was out there? And, and me being the dim, dimwit that I... Yeah. Uh, like, wh- what I thought was, oh shit, it's the end of the world. The, the fucking animatronics from Five Nights at Freddy's took over. <laughs> and he... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That would be funny if 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 the thing under the bed were were the animatronics for Five Nights at Freddy. That would have been funny. But because uh, when I saw that scene with her yelling at him, and he's like, "Close the door," and the door opens, and I'm like, "Oh shit, Foxy's got him! Yeah, Foxy's got him! <laughs> he's being dragged out the door." But um, I do I, I do like the fact we never saw the creature. I I would say I would say I'm I'm more happy we never saw the creature. I was quite happy about that. The other thing that bothered me, the open monologue I thought was really, really, really engaging conversational thing. One problem that took me out that whole entire scene, I know this is a minor nitpick, but you know the bit when he goes open up the TARDIS and he's under the sea, he's looking at all the creatures under the sea? Yeah. Why the hell was a CGI publisher needed? It looks horrible. Because they gotta spend their CGI budget on something. I know, but you clearly just get get like stock footage of an actual pufferfish go by or something, you know. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying, or film a pufferfish, an actual real life pufferfish. Also, pretty pretty um pretty shitty green screen when he's standing on top of the TARDIS and the and the moon or something is behind him yeah. and it kind of looked kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, that would be. And those little things took me out the whole entire sequence. But apart from that, I thought it was a brilliant delivered piece of dialogue by um. 
Peter Capaldi. <laughs> I I'm sorry. I just I mean this episode does have some good points, but that if if that that just that that fucking thing just pissed me off. Like it really did. Yeah. Like at the end, because it's like because he's trying so hard to to make Clara part of the continuity, and I'm like, you really don't need to go this far. Yeah. You really don't. I just hope this is the thing I'm gonna annoy annoy me about. If you're gonna make the deep part of the continuity, I hope she's still around for another season. Oh, she's she's it's gonna rumor. be on like. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's not decided. Well, it hasn't been revealed she's gone or not gone. But I just hope for the. God, she sticks around for one more season. She kind of needs it because, you know, her career, you know, you do it because that's the thing with Doctor Who. Like, if you do it for three years, you know, you're done. You're golden. Yeah. Like, you'll you'll get enough exposure and people know who you are. But if you if you do it for two years, then yeah. nah. Or you do it for one. Everyone forgets about you. <laughs> Eccleston. Yeah. Exactly. Poor guy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But I'm too big to come back for a cameo. <laughs> oh, don't know. Can we start doing that? <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. Fuck that guy. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God damn it. But yeah, um, have we got anything else to talk about this episode? Because, um, oh, like, like I said, I, I mean, um, you know, that's the build-up was great, but the fucking reveal was kind of dumb. Like I, I really didn't need that to, for her to be like, oh, she's part of the continuity. That's why he does what he does, and it's just, I, I think the Doctor works best as a mystery character, to be quite honest. But that's just me. Yeah, fair enough. I don't blame you. I, I, and, and you know, I just, I'm just fucking sick of the people who are praising the shit out of this, and I'm like, really, this is like one of the best episodes ever. Fucking. <laughs> No, okay. I will say this: it's a it's a very it's a very good solid episode, but it it lets down in some places because the writing needs to be tightened up. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, the 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 part at the beginning with her and Danny talking, I'm like, yeah, Moffat, you've never actually been on a date with someone, have you? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! But well, like, that was awful. I'm sorry that that dialogue was awful at the beginning. Mm. I thought, I thought it was okay. It, it simulated an awkward date scenario. Oh, okay. I guess. Also, <laughs> I love the shitty makeup that they... The shitty beard and afro that Oswald... Yeah, I, I noticed that. The, the <laughs> fake hair, it just looked like... I don't know, it just looked like something they grabbed out from a back prop room of a Halloween party and basically was like, okay, right, let's get this on you. <laughs> We blew our, our bu- we blew our, our budget on the Daleks' uh, practical effects. This is all we have. <laughs> no, I can imagine and say. So yeah, we're gonna get some good makeup for for, for Danny Pink in this one. Um, about that, um, we blew all the budget on that uh, CGI puppet fish at the beginning of this episode. Hey, <laughs> what you being serious? Yes. God, uh, right, 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 just just find a prop wig, just slap it on him with some super glue. We should be all right. I don't know. This episode just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but whatever. Yeah. So yeah, what's uh, what are we going to um, give a rating or something? Well, well, what what do you what is your rating? Oh god, you're gonna hate me for this. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I give it a four four point five. 
Well, I disagree, and I'll probably give it a... And I know you're going to think I'm harsh on this, yeah. but I'm sorry. Yeah. I give it a two. You give it a two. I saw your yeah. comment that you did say that Moffat is the um, Vince Russo of um, Dr. Spike. <laughs> he is! Because <laughs> with Vince Russo, he's, like, he's always like, well, people don't pay attention to something unless there's a swerve. <laughs> and Moffat's like, well, people aren't going to pay attention if there's no, if there's no, if there's no retcon or something. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Um, right, um... I think that's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty much. You know, it it is what it is. And again, just because we've run into a episode I don't like, we're gonna you know keep moving forward. We're we're still gonna review most uh, all the season. So uh, it, it, I'm just gonna sum it up like this: at least it didn't die in the womb. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I'm gonna keep that joke running as much as possible. <laughs> black cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. God, black cheese. That went down as a hoot. I say that much. <laughs> no, seriously, that went down as a hoot on the um, anime podcast I do. <laughs> black cheeseburger. Yeah, <laughs> uh, fun times, fun times. Again, call back to the previous episode. If you haven't watched that, that's um, pretty amazing. So, yeah, on a random piece of news, um, have you heard about what Kanye West done recently? <laughs> Don't care. Um, he stops a concert to yell at a kid in a wheelchair for not standing up. Don't fucking care. <laughs> you don't <laughs> You don't realise he's going to get another South Park episode because of this. <laughs> you know that. Uh, again, if, you know... <laughs> Celeb, I don't, I don't really give a shit about celebrities. To be quite honest, it's just like whatever. Oh, what? <laughs> like oh, jackass acting like a jackass. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 don't, know, I, I don't know who's worse, him or Beaver. <laughs> Beaver's a lot worse. Yeah, that's true. Like he just fucking spits at people, says I'm not coming back to England, and I'm like, I, that, who the fuck are you to say that? Right. right. <laughs> That's the only day when the British public were proud of their British journalism. <laughs> the day when they made Beavers say, I'm never coming back to England. <laughs> the only day I think anybody read the Daily Mail. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's the one that's blowing my mind that the Sun is the highest selling, um, the highest selling newspaper in our country. That that I I sorry to go on a tangent here, but I've seen I've been to the UK. I've seen the fucking sun. It's it's disgusting. Oh it's yeah, a tabloid it is. It is. Thing. It's, yeah. it's like why why is this selling? It's fucking tabloids. It's not news. I'm sorry. This is not fucking news. Oh shit! Kim Kardashian has a baby. Who gives a shit? Mate, I'm just gonna tell you. I'm just gonna say one number to you to give you the reason why. Page three. Oh god! That's my reason why. That's why I think the sun sells so well, for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> also, have you heard about um, Andrew Gar- Garfield about Spider-Man too? Well, what's going on there? Oh god! Um, apparently, Andrew Garfield blames the studio for um, for the um, bad reception, but the Spider-Man Two backlash. 
Well, I don't think it's the studio's problem. I think it's the people who fucking edited the movie. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um, you know, he, he, he said they're the ones that, 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 that had a movie. I would love to see in the original cut of this yeah. movie, because I'll tell you, it'd probably be a lot better than the one we got. Well, he, he said he loves the original script, and he can't understand why, why it was edited the way it was. He said he couldn't understand why it was, it was just, it, it just had, it too, had too many nooks and crannies in it, and it just came off weird. No shit. <laughs> That's what he said. He said it's hard to go. It's hard to go with the the flow of the story. Certain people at the studio had problems with the certain parts of it, and ultimately the studio is the final say in those movies because they have the um, teleprops and teleprops, and so you have to answer to those people. So yeah, it, it would explain some of the film's um, bumbling moments, though. Garfield is far from. Apparently, he's very disappointed with the outcome of the film. He thought he was gonna, he wanted to do a lot better, but he pretty much spoke up and said, "Yeah, the studio fucked up with um, in the in the post in the production and post production of the film when it came to." Because he, he said this as well. There's this trend running through it. Um, I think it, what happened was though through pre-production, production, and post-production, when you have something that works as a whole, and then you start removing um, poss- um, uh, basically p- pretensions of it, then it, um, the thread is broken. Which I think I mm-hmm. sort of agree with, because this will happen in the whole post-production side of this film. A lot of stuff was taken out. Oh, yeah, Mary Jane, for one. Yeah, Mary Jane, and... And and the reason they took her out was just so fucking stupid, because, like, she got a negative reaction from the internet people, and they were like, oh, you know, let's take her out. And I'm like, who gives a shit what they think? Yeah. This this is the thing, because um, this what... Okay, this what a, a writer said said once before, and I was there, it goes by the name Max Max Brooks. He said He said this about the industry when it comes to... Films based off novels, books, and comic books. He said, when, when, when people like us go to see these films, we expect they're going to they're gonna tender towards us, the people who read the source material. That is not true. Their vision is to tender for everyone, the large majority of the masses. Well, yeah, that that yeah. is true, and I think that's the problem most of these internet fans don't understand. It's like, the reason Marvel made a Guardians of the Galaxy movie wasn't for the fans, it was for, you know, wider appeal. That's yeah. why they changed stuff. That's why oh, they yeah. cast, like, Zoe Saldana as G- G- Gamora, because she was from Avatar, and she's like, you know, people are going to recognize her because she was an Avatar. Yeah. It's the same, same with Dave Batista. You get the wrestling crowd. Vin Diesel, you get the bro crowd. You get Bradley Cooper is a very recognisable name in the film industry. In the film industry, so people gonna again, you got a lot of big name stars from different backgrounds with different audiences for different films. So you are gonna attract those people into this film. To, to Guardians know, again, again, like same thing with Wolverine. Like you know, they cast you know what was it, Hugh Jackman? Yeah, and um, you know, at the time it was a very controversial. You know, yeah, because who wanted a Australian singer, um, Australian theater actor? Not to mention Wolverine in the comics is a lot shorter than 
Yeah. <laughs> and then Jackman. Yeah, Jackman's about six two. He's about the same height as me. I'm I'm six <laughs> two. Yeah. <laughs> But again, like they do these decisions because, like again, it you know for the for people who aren't familiar with the source material, like that's why so many people like I know a lot of people complain about oh why are we getting another origin story because well you gotta explain this shit to the people who aren't familiar with it. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just like you're always gonna get that crowd of people who are not going to get it, and you need to explain that to audiences. It's like. You can't expect a, a comic book adaptation to be completely solid and to be completely smart to the source material. You need to put some limitations in it when you're not going to have to. You're going to have to explain stuff because you are going to get that audiences in these films who are going to come in all television programs, whatever it's going to be. They're going to come in and they're not going to understand anything. That's the reason why I think Avengers work so well the first Avengers film for Marvel because people came in I okay right I will give you a best example when that first film first came out I went I went with one of my female friends she's not in the comic books or anything of the, of, of the slightest one of the main appeal was that she wanted to see the film because she heard some very good things about Marvel she liked Robert Downey Jr she liked Samuel Jackson and she liked Scarlett Johansson as um, those, those are the three actors that she liked we sat down and watched it. She got it. She understood all the characters in the opening sequences. Knew she basically got it. She got the whole entire film, and she didn't have seen any of the other films. I think except for the first Iron Man film. Well, yeah, because of Avengers, like it, it doesn't goes, it doesn't skip to the action until the second part. I mean, the yeah. first part introduces the characters, who does what, and then has them interact with each other for a, a couple of scenes and then goes into the action. Yeah. And this is why I think Marvel does such a good job with with their films because they cater to why they cater to the hardcore fans, they cater to the average film goer. I I can see that but sometimes it doesn't work like you know oh. first ca- the first Captain America movie was just not good no, I'm no, sorry. No, no. Well, back then in the first phase you can argue that they were still trying to find their footing with the with the films like the first phase I say you can say there were some hits there were some misses. And again the first Iron Man was a hit Hulk fall um the Hulk film was a was a miss. The second Iron Man film was a miss. Thor did did much better than everyone expected, and Captain America but did it, better than everyone expected. But it went on Captain America. Went on Captain America. It's too long of a film. Yeah, it, it dragged on. I think out of all of them, it dragged on so much, and I kind of understand like why. I understand why they needed it, but at the same time, it's kind of like this is just way too long. We don't really need to know everything about Steve Rogers as a character to understand why he would go in and become Captain America. Yeah, it, I think with that film, you took about like twenty minutes out of it. You would have really lost nothing from from, from the film itself. Not to mention Red Skull was barely in that fucking movie. Yeah, but yeah, again, they're gonna have to recast <laughs> Pugo Weaver because he's he's not he's not being negotiable with with Marvel at all for that role. I think he's just done with all these superhero yeah. movies because he's like, fuck it, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, 
Have you heard about the speaking of Marvel films and everything like that? Have you heard the recent rumor about um, the writers for Captain America: Winter Soldier said that they they said that there was a Punisher. They they joke. I don't know whether or not they said that they jokey said it, but they said that there's, the Punisher was made a cameo in in the Winter Soldier that no one notices. I doubt that. I don't believe that for one second, but it's one of those scenes where it's just like, are, are they going to go to this source? Because there's a bit, because, okay, this, this is what they're saying. Um, there's a bit in the film when, you remember the bit with Samuel Jackson's getting chased? Yeah. In the car. That's yeah. Nick Fury. He's getting chased and everything like that. Um, they pretty much said that that whole sequence, uh, one of the police officers there said that that was Frank Castle. Um, when I ever think this is true or not, I don't think it's true, but if they are going to do it, I don't know how to feel about that. It, it's interesting. Because, ugh, I, I'm sorry, I don't like the Punisher. I think he's one oh, of no, the he's... worst fucking characters they've come up with. Oh no, the Punisher is one of the most ruthless, nastiest characters you can ever meet in the Marvel Universe. Um, the, the thing is that he is interesting in some aspects but the problem is he's such a generic character that's the problem no i mean because i talked to someone about this yeah. and he said the main problem with the punisher is like he's a gimmick character yeah you take away his gimmick there's nothing left to him no oh no not to, yeah he's pretty much batman if he went the other way and he has no morals <laughs> that's how i see that's how i see the punisher um but have have you heard the rumors about who they might, um, how, um, who they might be casting for the punch for the Netflix series? Oh. Um, you know, the guy from heroes, the guy to copy everyone's abilities. Oh, Spark. <laughs> no, I'm not. Is that guy play Spark? Yeah. God damn it, do you not recognize him with that haircut? Um, but um, have you seen recently? He's jacked. Like, <laughs> really? No, when I went to this year, back in July, to London Film Comic Con, he was built. <laughs> he, had, he had long hair and a full beard. I thought to myself, right, if you shave his head, his hair, to be short, like a crew cut, like short, short, quite short, and you just leave him a bit with the stubble, he would look like a modern-day Punisher. <laughs> the modern version of the Punisher at this point in time. Which is hilarious because he's gay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. If, if, if all the internet fans, all the die-hard Punisher fans be raving about it, they say, the first, the first guy to play the Punisher would be the first gay guy to play the Punisher? <laughs> and it'd be, it'd be the most successful guy who played the Punisher? you know who I feel sorry for I feel sorry for the guy who played him in the 2004 movie because he did like a short Punisher movie oh he, he's good um, yeah he did um, Thompson Jones I think his name was yeah Thomas Jane oh, and yeah. he's like this is the, see this is what that movie could have been and I'm like fucking Hollywood the, the, the thing I like about him was the fact that I, I met him in I met him last year in face to face and actually was in part of a small press conference to interview him and he, he's, he's a pretty cool decent guy I thought he was going to be tall though he's, he's actually shorter than me <laughs> 
there's a photo of me online with him and with a photo with with him and the producer of of that film. So yeah, it was pretty yeah, it was a pretty cool meeting him. Um, but yeah, that's the um, Punisher rumor that's going around at the moment. Do I think it's true? No, I doubt it because like they've tried so hard with the Punisher with the movies that it's just failure after failure, and they're like. You'll you'll see him on Netflix, but I doubt you'll see him on a on a, on a, another movie because they're done with him. Yeah, because with Netflix, um, they already said they're doing a Luke Cage, Iron Fist thing. They're doing the Daredevil, which is pretty much confirmed, and then they showed everyone who's playing the parts. Even the guy who played the Kingpin, which I thought I can see it, and then the last one being um well, what was the last one? Um, Agent is Agent Carter a Netflix show? Yeah. He- no, that was on. That's on ABC, I think. Oh, okay, okay. There's one other Netflix show, but I can't remember what it is. I think it's one untitled one, but I think everyone's hoping that to be a Moon Knight one. I doubt it. <laughs> you never know. It, you could pretty much do a Moon Knight like Arrow in some aspects. <laughs> I'm just saying, Moon Knight very similar to Batman, very similar to the Green Arrow, and Green Arrow very similar. <laughs> You know where I'm going with this, right? Because <laughs> it's, it's a hard character to do, because it's like, because Moon Knight's fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. And I'm not kidding. Oh, yeah, he's fucking <laughs> He has, he's like, crazy. four, per- he has four personalities, and he, he's, his master is a Egyptian god, so there yeah. you go. And each one of those personalities will kill you in a mo- moment's time. <laughs> Seriously, like, that fucking Warren Ellis run. Yeah. Ooh, fantastic run. But, fantastic. But the thing is, with Moon Knight, I think... Marvel's doing this thing, right? Okay, they got Ant Man film coming out, and Stan, Stan Lee keeps saying there's the Black Panther film going to come out eventually. If they can get Ant Man done right, I'm got a total faith in them to to get a Moon Knight on onto at least a Netflix show, at least. I'd love to see them do slapstick. I think slapstick's another <laughs> cool character. <laughs> I can see I can see slapstick turning up in Agent of Shield at some point if they want to introduce the character. I mean, for fuck's sake, they did Howard the Duck for God's sakes. Nothing's impossible for them now. He needs to get a Marvel one shot. <laughs> he needs at least to get a Marvel one shot. Howard the Duck, at least <laughs> that he deserves that. No, fuck a one-shot. I want to see an entire movie. I'm sorry. Cause no, no, I... no, if they can do a one-shot and it gets enough good reaction like All Hail the King did, maybe, possibly, you never know. Because, like, All Hail the King, like, yeah, it was a shitty fucking retcon, but then everyone was like, oh, you know, there's a real Mandarin, and it's like, yep, there's a real Mandarin, so, you know, we better go talk to Junior and say and see if he'll do a... Another fourth Iron Man movie. You know, he just came out and he said he's um, a fourth Iron Man film isn't happening. <laughs> so I don't know what they're gonna do now, but because uh... he's get because he's getting too expensive, like for them, I think he's like him and Samuel L. Jackson. They're getting like too expensive. For no, them no, no, to... Well, Samuel Jackson's in a lot contract. That's the thing. They have already paid him, so he has his obligations to um, put hold to the studio. He's still got like. Four more, um, four more. Mar- I think it's either four or five more Marvel films to do to make appearances in. And you know, eventually when that does run out, I don't know what they're going to do with with that whole Agent Shield thing. Or possibly they, maybe they're going to write Shield out completely. But I hope that's not the case because God, 
damn, I like I, I like Shield in in the movie, and also let's let's be honest, if Shield made Agent Shield completely pointless, calling that Agent Shield completely destroyed Shield. You know what's going to happen? It's going to get rebuilt, and Coulson's going to be the new the new leader. Oh yeah, he's going to be the new leader. Uh, I uh, maybe. This this is the thing. This is the thing I can see with Marvel. If Marvel, okay, let's just say magically, if Marvel got the rights back to Spider Man, X Men, etc., you know the one thing everyone's going to fucking request, and that's going to be Civil War. God no. Okay, I, I say this about Civil War because I will stick up for it. Fantastic run until the very end. The ending was bollocks. <laughs> the ending was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you know, there was like, wait, wait, he just gives up, what? And it, it annoys me that, that, that how they, you know, ended it. Not to mention, if it wasn't for Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal of Tony Stark, no one would like the character anymore, because that... Yeah. Ooh, Civil War made him an asshole. Oh, yeah, it did. Civil War made him into a real, real asshole. And uh, he's going to be one again in come uh, so, November or October when Superior Iron Man comes out. Yeah. Well, this is what I mean. I wouldn't... This is what I mean. I wouldn't mind them doing a... Um, um, wouldn't mind them doing Civil War, but they're going to have to re-change the original story in most aspects. Yeah, because, you know, no one wants to go to a fucking, you know, movie where everything gets blown up and be reminded of terrorism. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> but yeah, again, I, I can't see a Civil War film until after Thanos. I'm kind of curious what they're going to do with Thanos, because now he's a big part of the Guardians mythos in the movies, and I'm kind of like wondering what's going to happen in Guardians 2. I think, I think basically what's going to happen, Thanos is going to do something when he's basically, he's going to leave for Earth, and the Guardians like, we're going to have to, we're going to have to try to stop him, and they're going to chase him to, they're going to have to chase him to Earth when they meet up with the Avengers to team up to try to stop him. I think that's pretty I, much because I would love to see a crossover with the Guardians and Avengers. I think that's that's pretty much confirmed because you know Dave Bautista's basically come out and said that he's in Avengers three along with the rest of the Guardians. Yes, <laughs> he came out and said, "Yeah, I'm in the film. I got quite. A, I, he said I've got quite a major. Uh, he said, yeah, 'Yeah, I'm in it and everything like that.' And then his people said, "Yeah, he got a major part in it.' <laughs> so I'm curious to see what extent that maybe he maybe. I can see Drax being the one who, if they quote unquote kill Thanos in Avengers Three, it's I think it might be Drax that kills him. I just I just want to see that scene between Robert Downey Jr. and Rocket. I just <laughs> it'd be brilliant. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, because they they have some quite witty banter in the um, Guardians comic comics when Iron Man was in it, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Is he still with them? Nah, he left long, long ago. Okay, I thought, yeah, I thought so. I just, I just, I just hope that they can get everything wrapped up together with the film. I, I really, I really like, I really do like the Marvel films. That's, that's the thing; they're really well put together. 
Um, not all of them, come on. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, well, like I said, I, I, I named two of them. Do I have to name the other one? The worst <laughs> one out the whole bloody trilogy? Uh, oh, uh, you second. know, you know you love Thor The Dark World. You know you do. Shut the fuck up. That's a horrible <laughs> film. It did have some funny moments, but still at the same time. Really? Come on. <laughs> you could have had Ant-Man, but you got Thor instead. <laughs> yeah, but oh, it, it annoyed. Right. The, okay, right. The Marvel films are really, really well put together. The three films which I say out of all the films they've done, which are the bad ones of the bunches, Iron Man 2, Hulk, because it failed commercially and money-wise, and it had some problems. Oh, the, you mean the fucking climax that they built up to only lasted ten minutes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, for the Dark World. <laughs> you know? And then it's kind of weird that they're two, arguably two of their best films have been in the second phase, which has been Guardians and um, Winter Soldier. I know I'm going to get a lot of, like, controversial... This is probably a controversial opinion, but I still think Winter Soldier's, like, the best one out of all of them. Oh, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. I think Winter Soldier, hands down, is the best Marvel film they've done. I, I know a lot of people rave about Guardians, um, um, rave about Guardian Galaxy. That would... If if you have to pull my leg, I would have to say that's my fourth favorite Marvel film out of all the Marvel films. Well, I, I thought it was okay, yeah. but, you know, it was like, ugh, not even, don't even joke about it being better than Winter Soldier. That's just, ugh. That's what I mean. It's like, on my list of, my top three favorite Marvel films are, are Avengers, Winter Soldier, and Iron Man. <laughs> oh, oh, God, yeah, I forgot about Iron Man 2. That was another crappy yeah, one. Yeah, well, I said Iron Man 2 was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you could, 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 you know, they tried, they tried, the main problem with that, they were trying to rush everything in that film, and it fell through. Oh, God, Nick Fury is like, I got a disease. I need a cure. Got a cure, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Bam. It's like, Bam, MacGuffin. Bam, MacGuffin. <laughs> Carl Johansson in mm. tight leather. Bam. But, oh, it's one of those scenes where it's just, you just look at it like, <laughs> It's kind of weird how they didn't get her character right until, like, when you're soldier. Yeah. True. Very. Because <laughs> she was awful in Avengers. I'm sorry, <coughs> she was. Ugh, she was terrible. At least she actually had something to do on like Hawkeye. <laughs> oh, I feel sorry for that dude. I really do. He, he the only other film he'd done apart from Hawkeye I know he was in was he did the new Bourne film. Oh, that that was terrible. <laughs> I, I I've never seen it, so I can't really say or judge. You know, it's like. It's basically like it takes place during the first movie, and all it is is just him chasing Jason Bourne, but they couldn't get Matt Damon to do a cameo, so it's just like, we just missed him! Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. And apparently it has to be two more. God, really? Yeah. Oh, speaking of um, trilogy and stuff like that, um, have you heard about who's rumored to be appearing, who's playing the... The guy inside Darth... Okay, right. Pretty much what they've been saying, that's basically... It's sort of been confirmed or not confirmed that Darth Vader is going to be in the new um, Star Wars film. 
but I think it's going to be like in a flashback sort of sequence or something. And have you heard the rumor that who's going to might be playing the guy inside the suit? Because you can't get the original guy done in because of his problem disability. Seamus. <laughs> it's, it's not crazy. It's not crazy. Uh, here's what he is. He's in he's in Northern Ireland when they in, he's in Northern Ireland when they've been filming a lot of the star new Star Wars film. He's taken pictures being near the Star Wars thing and he put up a load of Star Wars references in his tweets. Oh god. <laughs> so I want to see an outtake with him and say, I am your father, fella. <laughs> if he doesn't bro kick anybody in that Darth Vader suit, I'm gonna be disappointed. Oh, you can imagine he is. Because if you notice, he's not been on WTV for a lot recently. <laughs> I'm just saying, he might very well be in that film. <laughs> oh God, Vince, if, if that if that happens, Vince is gonna be like, you know what? We need to push Seamus. <laughs> we should call him Dark Seamus. <laughs> He can embrace in the darkness. And then we can have John Cena. He can be the light. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have like the force. Brilliant idea. I wish that's such a brilliant idea. I could declare that idea is my idea. But it wasn't just an a Shut up, you're fired. Because <laughs> I, God damn it, I'm Vincent Kennedy, my man. <sighs> really much how where most things go and also my commentary um, speaking of wrestling as well my commentary um, fuel is back on for Total Divas back on television oh yeah <laughs> god we, once Doctor Who is over we'll do like a fucking 24 hour podcast oh, talking god. about this shit because <laughs> I remember when you were okay a little funny story here um, we were bored one evening, and um, I went, oh, Total Divas on. And I did a running play-by-play commentary of it while you, a duel here was listening to me. He couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> Again, don't don't make us do commentary on this. We're not no, doing it. No, Shut up. It. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not going to do it, but I'm just saying that it's such... Well, it's one of those programs you can just watch, and you're like, hmm, Really? Because it's, okay. it's, it's, you could tell it's scripted. It's like the most, it's more scripted than Raw is, and that's saying something. Oh, you mean um, like TNA's the Emmys of um, WWE pay-per-views? <laughs> or, better yet, yeah, um, oh god, there's some really, really stupid stuff. say, bye-bye, baby. <laughs> uh, it's like, has anyone seen Natalie's pussy? <laughs> Oh, God, what was it? It's like, get off my property. Yeah. <laughs> she slaps her. Yeah. It's just so terrible. I feel sorry for Natalie. I really do. <laughs> it's like, because, oh, God, especially the plot where she's like, she has like a nose injury and then she goes all crazy and shit. You'll not be able to compete. And I'm like, it's a nose injury. <laughs> what do you mean not able to compete? <laughs> You'll be perfectly fine. Just, just. Just, you'll be fine, don't worry. Just walk it off. You'll be fine. But, oh, God, there's some really, really stupid stuff in it. With Daniel, oh, the other one that made me laugh was um, Daniel White say, when we're on the bus, 
no one does a number two or have sex, and everyone breaks <laughs> it within five minutes. God. I like Daniel Bryan, and I like Daniel Bryan that show. It's, it's a terrible fucking show, but you just can't stop watching yeah. it, because it's like, wow. I, I was like, John Cena must be the most interesting, most lamest guy ever on that show. <laughs> It's like because especially especially if you watch the very first episode, he's so awkward around the camera. He's yeah. like, uh, uh. I, I, I'm not wearing my merch. I'm not wearing my superpowers. I'm, I'm not. I'm vulnerable. I don't know what to say. And then, and then when you see, and then when you like see him next to Nikki, he's a huge fucking dude. Yeah. Nikki's tiny. <laughs> Other thing that made me laugh about it as well was um, it's the fact that later on. You know they turned John Cena into John Cena and Darren Bryan into the voice of everyone who watches this fucking show. Just do it like this, you stupid bitch. <laughs> oh, 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 what, what, what about when? Um, oh God, the whole whole fact that Nikki didn't bother to tell his whole whole entire family she wasn't married before. Oh god, or one of my favorite subplots is when Eve Marie goes to her dad and she's like, I'm gonna marry this guy, and her dad flips his shit and goes on a rant. I was thinking to myself, like, if that table didn't have any object, I knew like he was gonna flip that table. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird of seeing her family. It's just like, I, I don't know, it's like everyone who's not really part of the show acts normally to extent and everyone who is regularly on the show is main on the show you just think to yourself you will not think this way oh yeah um what's her name um not naomi the less talented one out of the fungodactyls cameron cameron when she went to see effects sex therapist <laughs> wow yeah that was weird because uh, I haven't watched the new season yet. All, but all Summer Ray not tagging Eve because she doesn't want to get her to get the spotlight. <laughs> God. That was awkward. <laughs> Summer Ray on that show is awkward in general. Because they're like, oh, we need another heel person. Let's bring in Summer Ray. And Summer, I feel... I I know she's still new to this whole thing, but God damn... Yeah. Like, you you kind of need to know how to cut a promo, honey. J- just saying. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, let's let's bring in this dancer who doesn't know how to wrestle and, you know, put her on the show. Oh, yeah. A person who's never cut a fucking promo up until this point. <laughs> or better yet, let's team her with Eve Marie to make them gold and red and do nothing with it. <laughs> Wait, those, and here's those... here's a fun drinking game for anyone who watches the show. Take a shot every time you see Eve Marine uh, on screen. I can guarantee you she never changes her fucking expression. Oh yeah, pe- people call her the Terminator of the show. She just she just have one facial expression. Have you seen the meme that s- someone made of her? <laughs> what? I think it's on. Um, again, this is a plug-in on um, Facebook. It's called. It's called instead of Mean Gene, it's called Meme Gene Oakland. Oh, oh, yeah, I see yeah. that. And um, on that one, they had a picture of her. They said, my finishing move, swallow. 
<laughs> and I'm like, wow. <laughs> you people are harsh. <laughs> and plus also, tell how many times JoJo never gets 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 any opportunity to prove herself in, in the first season, Total Divas. Uh, God, I feel sorry for that kid. Uh, I know she's still signed, and she, they're not doing anything with her at all. I feel so. I feel sorry for her. Cause I was at Survivor Series when she had her first ever match, and she was in the ring with Tanina Snooker, and she got destroyed. <laughs> when I saw her in the ring, I was like, "She does not belong in there. <laughs> she's just <getting laughs> destroyed," and she did. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. God, that that show that show is something else. I'll tell you that yeah. right now. It's it's just one of those shows that I know a lot of people hate, but I watch it because it's just so fucking terrible. It's yeah. glorious I, in its terribleness. I think the only time when I was heart wrenched about Envy in the show when Natalie Katz died. Oh, that was depressing. Yeah, that was depressing. Well, I watch it. I'm like, why am I still watching this? This is making me <laughs> depressed. <laughs> Because it's Natalie, and you you know Natalie's the only one who's likable. Yeah, she's the only like not, not likable on the female diva roster. Because <laughs> everyone else just comes off as like the shallow, itchy, uh, uninteresting. Like the they they live this social life and they get paid so much money. And it, you know, there's something about watching women who 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 make more money than you and me ever will yeah. sit around and talk about how fucking great their lives are working for the company. And I'm like, God. And then, bitch, <laughs> then bitching about the most minor problems ever. <laughs> it's like, oh no, you know, fucking, you know, what was it? I I think the only time when I felt felt was real again. I know I know we keep praising Natalie for this, but it's when her and TJ went went to the sex therapist because they, she felt that the romance in their relationship went out the window. I think that's the only time when I was like, okay, yeah, that that that's a general thing that can happen. <laughs> and I kind of you know it kind of sees you see the difference between the guy the guys on the roster and the and the females on the roster because like. All the guys that that come on the show, they're kind of easygoing. They don't really give two flying fucks about yeah. what they're doing. And that, that's pretty. You pretty much signed up Daniel Bryan the whole entire show. Because <laughs> again, he's he, you know he's you know I'm I know I know it's gonna sound weird, but like he comes on the show and you're like, wow, I want to have a beer with that guy yeah. so bad. <laughs> like, I want to have a conversation. It's just like you see Daniel Bryan. I want to hang out with that guy. That guy's pretty cool. <laughs> And he's just like, I don't know, it's just something about him. It's just like, he's funny. I don't know. He he makes me laugh, Daniel Bryan, on the show. The same with John Cena does make me laugh at the same time, but sometimes he does make me scratch my head. I went, do you really act this way, or is this part of the script? (laughs) Oh, especially when they go to his house, and then it turns into, like, one commercial for John Cena's house. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a swimming pool. He got, like, a super... He got got a water slide in his swimming pool, like a proper built... (laughs) big fucking water slide that goes off a cliff into his pool and I was like damn that's cool but um, again with him being paranoid about like everything's white in the house and everything's like night clean and tidy and everything like that I thought is John Cena really like that or is this just, is this just a thing they wrote in the script <laughs> and I see the, in the new season at the moment I've been okay I, I need to catch up I watched some of the episodes I've watched like the first two they're making John Cena be more of the dick of this season 
<laughs> I, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I'm just going to say this for anyone who hasn't seen it, um, or anyone who doesn't want to get spoiled. They did this, the, I think the promo video is up on WWE's um, Total Divas Facebook page. Um, there's basically, um, John Cena said this to Natalie, right, it's either kids or marriage. Which one do you want? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this part of the story, this part of a proper problem with it? Or what's going on? <laughs> it's either kids or marriage. Which one do you want? I'm thinking to myself, you can have both, asshole. <laughs> yeah. I know you've been through a rough relationship, but still. It's it's like, you know, you're the one, you're probably one of the most, you are the one of the wealthiest wrestlers of all time. <laughs> so, you know. Kids are, kids are marriage, and, and again, you know it's about the money. <laughs> Come on, you know, you're, you know, your ex-wife when, you know, that that whole thing happened. She was like fucking after that money. <laughs> oh, yeah. She asked it for a shitload of money. Uh, I do feel sorry for John Cena in one aspect that he did lo- he didn't get custody of the kids, but you know. Oh, that fucking sucks. Yeah, you know that can't be helped. But um, but yeah, new season Total Divas on at the moment. It's currently airing on E Network, and also officially now you can watch catch up on it on um. On the the WWE Network for nine ninety nine. Well, for the rest of the world, we have to wait till October first to get this fucking network that everyone that they won't shut up about. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how I say we're never going to talk about wrestling, but then we always bring it back yeah. to wrestling. Oh, I got to tell you one thing that made me laugh about it. Um, they made such a big deal about this. I don't know why, but Nikki freezes her eggs without John John's knowledge, and apparently they made a big deal out of it. <laughs> okay. I have no idea why. <laughs> they died in the freezer. It's it's one of those weird things I just look at. I was like, hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, we know why you don't want to have kids in the womb. <laughs> Oh, God, because they would die in the womb. I'd still got to believe WWE's... Oh, God. I know we said we're not going to talk about WWE, but God damn it. <laughs> it's just one of those things where you just bring up and it's like, yeah. And speaking of um, weird WWE stuff, have you heard of what Kurt Angle said recently? What? He's no longer with TNA and he's made this big stipulation. Apparently, in less than two weeks' time now, we're going to find out which company he signed on with now. He's going to... M- He's he's basically going. He's he signed on a new wrestling company, but he said he, he announced he can't say anything until like two weeks two weeks prior. It's probably Jarrett's company. I hope it's not. Because <laughs> I I'm sorry, Angle's just too fucking insane to to, to you know take back now. Well, and he's too old, he's too old and battered at this point. I I would like to see him go back to WWE. Just because the possibility with the current roster, with matches he could have, can be amazing. <laughs> Problem is, like you say, is he's batshit insane. <laughs> but to be honest, you really like to see him go to the Jeff Jarrett company, the guy who screwed his wife? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. So, okay, so Kurt Angle, logic, speaking here. 
So, you decide to go lead TNA, a sinking ship. Uh-huh. You decide to go to a company to run by a guy who fucked you over, literally, with your wife, and then married her, then brought her into the storyline, and then brought your kids into the storyline, and you were perfectly fine with this. And you're telling me you will sign on to his company now. He officially runs 100% just to be his bitch. <laughs> okay. I mean, maybe it's not that. Maybe he'll probably... Because, like I said, when we talked about the last, last wrestling commentary we did, um, the wrestling's totally different now. Like, wrestlers don't really have that that many places to go now. It's either WWE, TNA, or Ring of Honor. Yeah. Like, there are no choices for them to go. That, or you can try to go in the, the indie circuit, but the indie circuit is so packed with wrestlers now. It's very, very... It's way, way too competitive. Yeah. I mean... You know, you can work indie, the indie scene because, you know, they're, they're indie. They're not tied on to any contracts. You just have to show up and have a match, and then there you go. But, you know, still, <coughs> like, you kind of you kind of yeah. need to get paid, and, you yeah. know, the indies aren't going to yeah. get, get get you that money. Yeah. The only other place you can go to is move to Japan. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're all, all I, I really, That's it. I, I, I doubt he's going to go to Japan. No. I doubt it. He went there for a little bit when he did have that rematch with Kangol, and that's probably that rematch was very, very good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's not going to happen. It, I, I think I think he's not going to go to Global Wrestling Force. I think that'd be a stupid, stupid move. And he's always been talking about he wants one final run with WWE. And I hope the contract is with WWE. If it's just a part-time contract, I'd be happy with that. Just it's just if he does go to WWE, you, I like I can think of three matches I'd like to see him in. Uh, one of them being Daniel Bryan. Another one being Jack Swagger. And I think the other one should be with um, Brock Lesnar. You know, I would love to see, and you know it's going to be a fantastic fucking match if they did it. Cesaro. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Because Cesaro's amazing in the fucking ring, dude. Like, they, you know, when, if they get, like, he had a match with, on NXT with Sami Zayn, and Jesus Christ, that match was amazing. Oh, yeah. He's a very good upcoming wrestler. It just, he's just at that point in his career when, if one bad thing happens to the current people they want to put, put at the top, I think he's the next guy in line they're going to put. Because, you, know, you know, say what you all about WWE, but, you know, they are bringing in all these indie guys, and, you know, they are... I mean, here's the amazing thing about WWE. As much as I talk shit about the current product, you watch an episode of NXT and you're kind of like, how the fuck did this come... Where the fuck did this come from? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It's really amazing because have you heard what triple h said recently about nxt it said he said it's like the it's like a modern version of the way ecw was back in the day how they found their talent yeah and i mean let's be honest it's it's basically wwe's version of ring of honor that's all it is oh yeah yeah definitely (laughs) because it's done in such an indie themed style with like Less lighting, less animatronics, smaller, smaller arena, smaller ring, and smaller crowd. And actually, tell go having wrestlers go out there and put on mat work. You know, something I don't see 
done in WWE, like a lot of chain wrestling, a lot of mat work, amazing stuff that I just don't get to see in this week's in in like the current product, and it's just like. God, I wish this the the current product was like this because this NXT right now is like the best thing that they've got going for them. Oh yeah, definitely. Because it's just it's something else, and I'm like I'm so invested in it. I like the fact that that uh, they're focused more on the the wrestling and not the fucking gimmicks. Yeah. Something I'm very happy with. Yeah. Oh yeah, different. Because you know. <sighs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go back into it. If you want to hear my my fucking thing about wrestling, go back a couple episodes ago where I tore tore WWE a new asshole yeah. with the way they were booking their shit. Yeah, that that went on for almost like half the fucking podcast. <laughs> and I said we were well, like I said, I I, I swore we weren't going to talk about wrestling, but again, like I watched an episode of NXT on cable one day, and I'm like. Wow, this is really good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Also, the biggest, um, I think this is the only bit of game news I really want to talk about. Not sold Minecraft to Microsoft. Have you heard this? What? You know Notch, the guy who owns the studio who makes Minecraft? Yeah. He sold it to Microsoft. Oh, God. <laughs> And you know what's even worse about this? What? Not recently ago, he said, I don't want to be a symbol responsible for something huge that I don't understand. That's what his word. He did this whole letter saying that he don't see, he doesn't see, see himself as a real game developer and stuff like that. He make games because it's fun and because, because he loves games and he loves the program and stuff like that. But he, he basically, he, he's one of these guys who, it's kind of hypocritical. Like, he says that he doesn't like big companies or big sellouts. Stuff like that. He had a big, big problem with, um, what was it, Octopus buying Facebook or something like that? Or Facebook buying the Octopus, you know, the Octopus Rift? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. And I just find it weird that not a couple months after that, when he made that comment, he sold his whole tired studio, which he owns about 72% of the shares with, and that he sold it for $2.8 billion. Wow. So he's roughly getting about $1.7 or $8 billion of that profit out of that deal. How do you feel about that? Because this, this, only, this only just broke. This, this is very, very fresh news. Like it's... I... I... I don't know what to think, because, like, I'm not a big Minecraft fan, but I think it's kind of bullshit that you come out and say, I don't I don't like being in the spotlight, you sell all, all your fucking money, all your shit for that price, you know? Yeah. You know, at the very least, give it to someone else yeah. if you don't want to deal with it anymore. Well, this one was really, really crazy about this. This is almost, like, almost half to what... More, okay, this is more... Okay, this okay, right. Think it this way. Disney brought Marvel and um Star Wars right for four point two billion and Microsoft just brought the entity of Minecraft for more than half of what that value was. God. That is 
are mind blowing. Tells you how big Minecraft yeah. is. Well, this is what I mean. This this, this is going to be the problem. This is going to be the current deals with Minecraft now, basically, because uh, Minecraft's contracts run within two years. Contracts and stuff like that. With yeah. basically with it being on the PlayStation, Xbox, and Mac, and all these different consoles and stuff like that. And and you know Microsoft are bastards when they come come to their deals. Like for example, you know Mass Effect. They they. Uh, own the publishing right to Mass Effect 1. That's the reason why Mass Effect 1 never came onto the PlayStation 3 for so many years later on, down the line. Until, until like, EA bought, bought Bioware, and that's how they got... Yeah. They they got it, and they said, okay, if you don't want to put your name on it, we'll just get someone else to do the port, and then, like, fine. Yeah. You know? Because that's how, the, how fickle they are, and... I don't even... You want, you want a company that they fucked over royally? Go look at Rare. I I mentioned that I said I, I said this already. This this, this was going to happen, right? In short term, Minecraft's going to be fine. Like like the company made Minecraft, they're going to be fine. Like they're going to be fine in the short term. But in the long term, they're going to be joining that chain gang with Rare to make shitty Connect games. <laughs> Probably make like a fucking shitty sequel to Minecraft or like a fucking expansion pack that's. Ex- that's only exclusive to the Xbox One or Xbox 360 well, and all this other shit. Oh yeah, definitely. That's like knowing Microsoft, there will be uh, if they want to continue this deal with PlayStation to be on the PlayStation, it will be a bad deal. Like for example, I can imagine it'd be like they get the first release, they get six months DLC exclusivity contracts. Um, also, I would imagine like the PC slash Xbox versions of the game will get the most updates of it. Why the Mac? Why um, Mac and PlayStation will get the most less um, updates towards them, and even Lilacs is the one that would get barely any updates for it. And yeah, I, I I fucking hate that when companies do that when when a company says, oh, you know, we'll we'll just update one platform and fuck everyone else who bought it on on a different platform because they don't matter. Yeah. So he's pretty much gone from the company, and he's basically got his share of the money, and they own the rights now. So I do not know what this means for Apple and Sony when it comes to the Minecraft product, because now Microsoft owns it. So that's gonna be that's gonna fuck up a lot of people. That's gonna fuck up a lot of deals. And I think after those two-year contracts expired with Apple and Sony, um, Microsoft is gonna be bastards to try to get those contracts um, renewed. Obviously, because again, like especially with him gone, you're gonna, they're probably gonna replace him with like you know they're, they're probably gonna replace him with a yes man who just says yes to everything. Oh yeah, they will. That's a Microsoft. Microsoft is all about money and control. <laughs> look where that got them. Well, they end up making the Xbox One, and look how much. Oh god, that that's. I still can't believe that barely just passed the Dreamcast. Sales, because <laughs> I like I said I've played it. I you know my brother's brought one. And I played it and it's a fucking horrible console. Oh yeah, I played it when I was in America back um, last year in November. And again, I didn't go into it like wanting to hate it. I'm like, okay, I'll give him a chance here. And it you know it's been a year since the launch date. And then you play the damn thing, and it's like, even after a year, it's still garbage. Yeah. Like, they never fixed anything. Yeah. They didn't fix any of the problems, and it's just... It says 500 gigabytes, but it's only like 200 and something like that, and it's like, that's kind of false advertising right there. 
Yeah, this is what I mean is because because this this what Notch said um, in the whole thing. I've read out the first bit already, so I'm going to start from the second paragraph. Minecraft server became a huge hit, and people are telling me it's it it's changed games. I never meant for it, never meant for it to to do that. Certainly, flattling and gradually um, get trusted into this whole kind of public spotlight with this being interested. A relative long time ago, I decided to step down for Minecraft de- development. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Notch have not worked on the Minecraft game for a good two years, um, but he did did see all they were overseeing of it. Um, Jens was a, the perfect person to take over leading it, and I wanted to try to do new things. At first, I failed by trying to make something big again, but since I decided decide just to stick to small prototypes and interesting challenges i had so much fun with work i wasn't exactly sure how i fit into mode gen when people did actual work and but since people said i was important for the culture i stayed i was at home with with a bad cold a couple of weeks ago when the internet exploded with the hate against me over some kind of flush situation that I had nothing to do with. I was confused. I didn't understand. I tweeted this in in frustration. Um, later on, I watched the Phil Fish, um, by the way, when he says I tweeted this in the letter, you can actually click on it and you can actually see what he's tweeted. Um, Later on, I watched the This Is Phil Fish video on YouTube and started realising I didn't have the um, connection to my fans I thought I had. I became a symbol. I I don't want to be a symbol responsible for something huge that I don't understand, that I don't want to work on, that keeps coming back to me. I'm not an entertainer. I'm not a CEO. I'm a nerdy computer programmer who likes to have opinions on twitter as soon as this deal is finalized i will i will leave mode gen and go back to doing lumden do's and small web experiments if i accidentally make something that seems to gain tractation i probably abandon it immediately um considering the public image of me already is a bit shaky i don't expect to get away from negative comments by doing this but at least now i won't feel as responsible to uh, as responsible to um, read them i'm aware this goes against a lot of what i said in public i have no good response to that i'm also aware that a lot of people were using me as a symbol of some protective struggle i'm not i'm not a person i'm i'm not I'm not. I'm I'm a person. And I'm right there str- struggling with you. I uh, love you. Um, I love you. All of you. Uh, thank you for turning Minecraft into what it has become. But there are too many of you. I can't be responsible for something that this big. In one sense, it belongs to Microsoft now. I'm in a much bigger sense. It belongs to all of you for for a long time, and that will never change. It's not about the money; it's about my um, sanity. That's his letter to the, to his reason why he sold it to Microsoft. 
So again, it's just he got. T- it looks like he just got tired of bullshit on the internet, and I'm like, yeah. like I said again, like who gives a flying fuck what anyone thinks about you on Twitter and whatnot? Yeah, I I I think this is a mixture between him being burnt out and he he he's having enough. He's done. I mean, yeah, I kind of get that. I, that that's kind of the gist of it. But at the same time, you're kind of like. Like I said, you know, I, I if it was me and I was burnt out and stuff like that, I would just leave the the project with someone who's who's uh who's capable of handling it as opposed to just like saying fuck it, just sell all the shit to Microsoft and hope they do better with it. when even though they're not going to do better with it, yeah. What does one mean? Because he did mention his friend who took over as being the leader of the Minecraft project, and he was pretty much there just as a glorified press agent per se, you know? And he owns most of the shares of the company and he sold them and now Microsoft's are now in charge of the whole company and oh, I, I, I don't like it. I, it's it's something, this can turn very again, I, 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 know, I know I'm just speaking out my ass, but I think this something can turn ugly quite quickly. Especially with Microsoft, because they, they've been known for their shitty bullshit, where, again, back to the Xbox One, a year ago, they, it was, it, you know, they, it was exposed that they were paying people on YouTube to talk good about the Xbox One. Yeah. So, you know, they'll, and, and this is a, this is a real thing. I'm not making it up. The, you know, game companies have been known to go to popular YouTube Let's Players and say, hey, can you promote our shit? Well, look, yeah, again, just look at PewDiePie. <laughs> and PewDiePie. And it's just, it, and it's just, and it's just, it's scary to, to think that that's what, what they'll, they'll go to, to sink that low to get approval from, from people. Yeah. That's just pathetic. Yeah. Like, it's not their. It's not people's fault that you made a subpar product. It's not their fault that you had a huge fan base who were willing to support you, but you just fucked them over with by giving them a shit product and then saying, "Oh, you know, they'll buy it because they're fans and fans are stupid." Yeah. So I think the other thing is if that if he was going to sell it to anyone out of all the companies, I think the the people have most problems with is Microsoft. Hot. <laughs> The question is, would people be acting the same way if he sold it something like to EA? Yes, I think they will. They will have the exact same problem if he sold yeah, it especially, to EA. Especially, especially with EA. Like, I'm kind of neutral about that company, but at the same time, just because I'm neutral about that company doesn't mean I'm going to, like, excuse them from their shit. And they've done a lot of shit in the past, yeah. and they continue to do shit, like, right now. Again, with their lackluster sports titles, the repetitive of the sports titles. Um, the fact that they got the UFC license and didn't do nothing new with it. Yeah. Like, they just released a bare-bones UFC game and just said, fuck it, and I'm like, I was looking forward to this game. I played it, and it's a, it's a decent game, but it's just so bare-bones compared to the previous games, and I'm thinking to myself, why did you take out all the other features? Yeah. And again with EA, again with the controversy with um, um, with the Sims and stuff like that, with watering down the product and trying to make it tons and tons of expansion packs where you have to pay out extortionary prices to get like these extra bits or these extra add-ons, which really, really should not be this much for these add-ons, you know. And then the biggest controversy, the whole thing with Bioware with Mass Effect um, Three. 
as you know. I think it was kind of a mistake to to for them to 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 um you know let them do do the do the type of shit that they did with that game. Yeah. But that's a dead horse, and I'm not gonna fucking yeah. bitch about that. Or it's yeah. done. I'm, I've moved on. I don't care anymore. And yeah. and said, you know, speaking of Bioware, fucking great job on Dragon Age Inquisition, guys. You know, it took you fucking forever. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things when it's just gonna be over and over and over and over again. And it's it's gonna be one of those things like, did they have to sell the company? And the guys like, you know what? He's burned. He's tired out. I can kind of relate to it with him but at the same time it's one of those scenes that was it the right choice probably maybe probably not but again i mean and minecraft is a big thing so it's like you it's, know it's probably, one, it's probably one of the biggest gaming franchises at the moment in gaming like he couldn't have sold it to fucking sony yeah again uh, yeah, so again, it I mean. We're not just being biased. Sony does have a reasonable track record with making good products. I mean, again, they they have done some bad things. But we're not going to praise. You know, them. you know. Again, like here's the thing I like about Sony, and you know, much as I'm not a fan of JRPGs, at least they fucking import them to the states. Mm-hmm. Unlike Sega, who just sits on their fucking ass and says, "Oh, we'll we'll make we'll import that game to the states when you know we feel like it." Yeah, and then it's like a year fucking Yakuza. Yeah, with the Yakuza games, God. Oh, you mean the Yakuza game? That's that's impossible to complete 100 percent because they took content out. Yeah. <laughs> Americans won't understand it. Fuck you. Yeah. And then what was the other one? Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of companies you could sell it to. The only company that couldn't buy is Capcom because there's so much in the share. <laughs> uh... But yeah, I, I, again, a great pros- a great franchise for Microsoft to have, but. In the long run, um, it's going to be bad for Mojang. They're going to end up like Rare. Yeah. And Minecraft, it's going to be one of those scenes where now, again, it's such early news, you don't know what's going to happen. Because the, the Mojang had a big stand against Microsoft, you know? They had a huge stand against them, you know? Over over them. That's the reason why they were at the PlayStation E E3 press conference that year. You know, two years ago. Mm. And now it's like I, I think I think because like they um they did they did they released Minecraft for the 360 first because they thought Microsoft was this you know good indie. decent company yeah. That, that that they were going to help them out, but yeah. they I think they realized they, how much shitbags they were, and then they just went with Sony. And Sony has done some bad shit yeah. as well. Don't get me wrong. Well, I mean, well, the thing is that's not sold all these shares to sold the company because he pretty much owns the most shares of the company. And I wonder if anyone inside Mojang um, has is either happy about this or really pissed off at him. I can imagine a lot of people are pissed off because nobody likes being told, you know, hey, uh, the boss you knew um, for all these years that you've been working with us is no longer the boss, and you got, 
new people coming in and they have their new policies and procedures that everyone's going to follow from now on and it's 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 stupid yeah oh well it's one of those things that everyone's going to have to get used to now again that's how life works you know it's like big companies buy other companies you know like you, you, people get burnt out i understand you know you don't like Going on the internet and seeing people talk shit about you, I know that that's not a good feeling to have because I, you know, you deal with stupid people all the time and then you get all this pressure and, you know, Minecraft being touted as like one of the most fun games to have and whatnot. And it's, I understand the pressure, but at the same time, I'm kind of wondering like, was selling, was selling the rights to, 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 to Minecraft to, a bigger company the right choice I don't know maybe who knows but yeah, yeah. that's pretty much um, the news I got there's <laughs> some big ones but you know <laughs> yeah well again and I mean I'm not again even though I'm not a big fan of Minecraft I still like it when you know going back to wrestling a little bit when TNA was like going when they weren't getting renewed by Spike I said that sucked for them because I don't want to see any company fail. No. I'm not that kind of guy. No. No matter who it is, I don't want to see anyone fail, and I feel sorry for the employees at Mojang for having to deal with this bullshit. Yeah. I just hope that um, it's there was nothing uneasy tension between um, Notch and the rest of Mojang, but it, it's one of those things we just we just don't know. Especially with Twitter, I'm pretty sure like there are a lot of, if there are employees who who have Twitter accounts, they're probably not happy about this. Yeah, I can imagine. So this is the yeah, pretty much that's that's what I have to say on it. <laughs> so anything else you want to bring up? No, that that's pretty much it. That's all I got from 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 my news. <laughs> no, what, no anime news. <laughs> oh Christ! Um, Cause, um. Because I want to end it on a good note. I don't want to end it on like a depressing uh, note. Of <laughs> um, give me just a sec. Um, because th- this week in anime news, it's been slow. Aww. It's been a slow <laughs> week in anime, and um, I told you about the black cheeseburgers. So that's probably the best news piece of news that came out recently. Um. Um, um, Gun and Laden's getting um, getting a Blu-ray DVD release because of the excess of um, how we're done in Tsunami. Oh, that's cool. So that's one bit news I can say about it. Um, pretty interesting in that aspect. Um, the problem is there's not a lot of this is again it's like last week was like the gold mine of anime news and this week again it's one of those things you just look at it and you're like Oh my god what? <laughs> They're making a Death Note musical. Wait what? <laughs> what? Yep. You link me to that. I got a. How old? It, how old is this? Holy shit! This just literally just broke. Yep. Okay, I know what I'm speaking on the anime podcast. 
<laughs> Death Note the musical, oh. motherfuckers. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny, because last week's anime podcast, we talked about, um, about, um, was it Ace Diamond baseball manga getting adapted to a stage play, and now this getting adapted to a musical. How the hell can you do this? <laughs> Potato chip. <laughs> I am L. I am the guy who takes on the book. Who take on the guy with the book. That's all right. <laughs> he doesn't know who I am because I have a voice filter which makes me sound like Darth Vader. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Just get them to just have Bono do the soundtrack, oh, God. and you're golden. You do realize it's by my musical moving in Las Vegas now. <laughs> That's still going. Yeah, it's no longer in New York. It's in um, Las Vegas now, and I think it's starting up uh, next year. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. When, when I heard that news, I'm like, wait, what? That that's still going. That that's still a thing. <laughs> uh... That's just brilliant. It's like, oh, what do we got? What are we gonna do? Death Note musical. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just again, this is why I love Japan so much. No idea is too stupid for them. No, it's like Japan. We have ideas. They are good. Nothing's bad. Oh, Samurai Seven's also getting a stage musical. Oh wow. Like, all these anime is just like, is this where we're going now? Like, with the fucking stage musicals and shit. So, everything's going to be, you know, yeah. <laughs> 2015, the year of the anime musicals. I want to see a Pokemon musical. Oh, wait, wait, there was one. Oh, God. You ever heard Pokemon the musical? Yeah, I remember that. That was awful. Yeah. It was it, again. It's like even the boss. Oh god, it was funny. Giovanni. <laughs> oh god. That's, oh. <sighs> <laughs> again, this is why I love Japan so much. Like they don't give a fuck. Like they're like, we'll we'll make the stupidest shit ever. And just the fact that that a Death Note musical exists just makes me happy. <laughs> So much. We're just knowing there's a death moat musical, and you know it's coming. We're yeah. gonna see. No, we're gonna see Naruto musicals and One Piece musicals down the line. Oh yeah, I would love to see it. <laughs> like I said, people, one of these days I am gonna see a death. Um, a one note. No, not one note. Uh, one One Piece. <laughs> one Piece episode, and I'm gonna commentate on it. I'm gonna be like, "What the fuck did I just see?" Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, this is brilliant fucking uh, Death Note musical. <laughs> Always good fun to notice this stuff. But yeah, it's again anime news. It's one of those things. It's like it's like one week you get a gold mine of like possible end endless abilities, and then one week it's just like oh, okay. Also, uh, also, if this if this needs to happen, we need to see a fucking Dragon Ball musical. I don't care. That's, it needs to happen. That's gonna happen no matter what. <laughs> I, just, I, 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 I just want a song when Piccolo talk about his balls are enough. <laughs> that was a thing about his balls are enough. <laughs> the balls, the balls, the balls are enough. 
<laughs> my goals are enough. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? It's over 9,000. <laughs> what 9,000? How can that be? <laughs> that cannot be right. That must be a mistake. I just want to see that. <laughs> it's just so amazing. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh my god and I want a live rendition of through the fire and flames from Dragon Force when Goku turned to Super Saiyan <laughs> <laughs> and I want him just to like just slap Freezer constantly on the stage <laughs> oh <Fun time>. god <laughs> and that's pretty much it I don't think anything's gonna be Death Note musical for us no <laughs> so Again, um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you all later. Bye-bye. Bye.